So, you think you want to work in factual TV. So did we. And here we are, making a podcast all about the different roles in creating television. Maybe you're just starting out, or hoping to move up the career ladder. And I grafted it because I just knew that that's what I wanted more than anything. I'm Lisa Fairbank. And I'm Julie Heathcote. The voice of We're ideas people. And we've got a lot, a huge amount of experience producing award-winning TV shows. Might not be realistic, it might not hit you're that channel. You're always so keen on that. Join us as we get the inside scoop on the reality of working in television. Anyone will tell you there's no glamour. And stay tuned to the end of each episode where we ask our guests for their five top tips for career success. So, Harry, tip number four. (laughs) (laughs) I tried. I really tried. I'm sorry. Another day, another podcast, and this is going to be a good day. It is indeed, as we are chatting to fantastic TV producer, the wonderful Olivia Butler. Liv is currently working for the English National Opera as their in-house broadcast producer. But before that, she was a producer on lots of TV shows, amongst them the BBC's Proms and our series for Sky Arts, Anyone Can Sing. So we're going to find out a lot more about the role of a producer in factual TV. And just a quick note, you'll hear mention of VTs. These are just short films. The acronym stands for videotape, which is something from the olden days. Hello and welcome Liv, Liv Butler, um, producer extraordinaire who has worked with us many times and who we love and adore. Let's um, start, Liv, with an explanation of what the role of producer is. So a producer is basically responsible for everything you see in a television programme. So um, you might see presenters, they might have been involved in working out who was going to present the show and um, people that they interview so they'd be responsible for finding those people and um, locations um, potentially going into the edit and overseeing the edit working with an editor um, so I guess the whole sort of creative um, idea of a programme they will have a big hand in that um, and then they'll be sort of behind the scenes arranging all of the logistics speaking to people they want on the show um, and making sure it all happens on time. Yes, that is crucial as well, isn't it? Time being time being money. And how would you differentiate then your role as a producer from what people might think would be a director's job? So um, a director is much more in charge of the sort of vision through the camera I suppose um so everything that um all of the creative decisions uh with the camera work and the lighting um and maybe the way that a a presenter might kind of speak to the camera um that's more a director's role It, it also sort of depends on what the show is because um say you're working on a on a live event um a producer might be sort of um, in charge of the running order of that show, um, whereas a director will be making decisions on when the camera is going to cut to a different angle, where they want the camera to be, uh, what the lighting might look like. Um, so that's kind of much, I suppose it's sort of more visual in a way. On the big shows you've worked on, like the proms, say, or live mm. shows, um, that distinction between what a, a live director does and what the producer does is really clear, but it, 
I think in in other sort of areas of factual television, sometimes the distinction isn't always so. No, because so there is a role, isn't there, in the sort of more documentary end of producer director, where both of those things are rolled in together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I suppose I've come much more from just the the producing side of it. Um, and I think people who are producers slash directors are um, are incredible, incredibly talented and skilled. And often they'll they'll be filming as well, so they really do call all of the shots. Um, whereas, yes, the the events that or the sort of live events um, programs that I've worked on you're much more sort of organising, um, you know, when the shoot days are happening, if you've got any VTs that are going into the programme and then for the actual big live event, you'll be creating a running order. So, you know, what is it that happens first? Where do we go from there? You know, do we go to a live chat? Do we go to a VT? Um, and sort of keeping track of all of those all of those timings. And then you've got a director sort of sitting um a couple of seats away from you if it's a, if it's in a broadcasting truck for example and they'll be speaking to the camera uh, people the camera operators and and um, cutting it for me the, the producer role is so crucial because um you're often on before the director um and actually shaping the narrative the story um the having the editorial oversight um is so important in that role and understanding um, the needs um, of the production. So then it gets to the logistics of organising people, booking people, but actually at the very start of it, the heart of it is understanding what the show is, what the show is and bringing that alive. Yeah, definitely. You're kind of like the glue really as a producer because you sort of, you're involved in everything, like you say, right from the start. So often when I start a project, the first thing I'll do is make a schedule um, over the whole time that we have uh, creating the production so um, I'll look at that schedule and go okay what do we need to be doing in the first week or two it might be developing what that idea is doing brainstorms starting to reach out to people who might help us with the idea you know then we'll go into kind of um, proper production where you're starting to book in uh, filming locations, book in interviews, um, book in other team members that you might need to help you create the show. Um, then you go into potentially a filming period where, um, again, if it's a live show, you might be editing, uh, filming VTs for that. Um, or if it's a documentary, you'll be going out with your presenters or um, or just going to film your contributors. Um, you know, then you, then you move into, once you've filmed everything you then move into an editing period and again because you've had oversight of the whole um of the whole process of 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 research and of, of and of production you're very you can be very useful there as well to kind of guide whoever is in charge of that edit um to sort of input into what you might want that final narrative of the film or the series of films to look like it's a real catch-all job isn't it it covers so many elements of production and how did you get into it then Liz? I studied music and drama at the university so I was always really into my music and singing and performing um, and I used to uh, direct and produce shows at university and I think I loved the both the creative side of it, but also the kind of organisational side of it. Um, and I sort of got my first experience 
of television by applying for a runner's job on the proms on the BBC proms so that was work experience and um, over a summer holiday I was able to work with the BBC team um, in London and going over to the Royal Albert Hall with the proms concerts as a runner I think for about four weeks Um, and I just I was able just to get that kind of first taste of what it's like to um, to prepare for a big shoot and then to be um, on the location when it's happening. I was sort of um, taking guests from A to B, looking after them, you know, literally running, getting people teas and coffees, um, pr- printing cue cards for a presenter and and uh, uh, and sticking them to to. Um, to cut to presenter cards for them to read off and I just found it so exciting so from there I kept in touch with the team who were running it and in particular the um the series producer who was a kind of senior producer on that team um and every so often I would just check in with her and and send her my CV let her know what I was up to um and she actually gave me then my first kind of break uh as a researcher which is sort of one of the first rungs on the ladder as it were in the in the world of television um and um uh she gave me that first job on a new show which was called proms extra which was like a a studio magazine show uh where we where we talked about highlights of the proms every week over the summer um and then it sort of went off from there actually that's a really good example Liv of um of making good use of your network, of, of kind of putting all the effort in at the point where you've got the relatively lowly job. Though, as we've discussed many times, um, the runner's job actually is fantastic in terms of learning how the business works. But then it's nurturing those connections, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I The number of coffees that I did um, in my early 20s just sort of writing to people sometimes out of the blue um just saying oh I watched your television show last night I really enjoyed it I'd love to talk to you about it please can I just buy you a cup of tea and um and have a chat um because you never know where those conversations might lead to um and I think it's always worth remembering as well when you're having those conversations what is that person getting from you as well you know um it it might be that uh, they're looking for someone who's interested and who's bright and um, who's enthusiastic and wants to get stuck in for a, you know, a runner or a researcher role coming up. So although they might not tell you that or they might not know it at the time, um, it's really worth thinking, um, could they potentially be looking like looking for someone like me for a programme that we're, they're working on in the future? I guess um, it's sort of the concept of you are selling yourself all the time without it sounding awful like you're literally flouting your wares but it is the idea of whenever you're meeting people whenever you're working anywhere you are in effect constantly um selling what your talents are realizing what they are and then making that clear it is that it is sort of because everyone's so freelance there there are two things on there one is these cups of tea aren't really ever a cup of tea they're always a job interview like every yeah. encounter is yeah. basically a job interview. And also when you get up in the morning, you might be going to work on the proms, but basically you're going to work for Olivia Butler Limited. Uh, and <laughs> Olivia Butler Limited is going to get you your next job as well. You know, you are going out to work for yourself because you are freelance. You effectively work for yourself. 
So you have to kind of put your best foot forward, don't you? Things also happen really quickly, don't they, in the television world? So, you know, it might be um, that something comes up during a production and suddenly the team is thinking, you know what, we really need an extra pair of hands for one day next week when we're filming on this particular location. Oh, I remember we had a cup of tea with um, someone last month. They seemed really keen. And um, why don't we give them a call and see if they're available? Because that person is sort of fresh in your head and not every job, there's not time for every job to be advertised and put out there, especially if it's something small. And then that small thing could then lead to something much bigger it's true the network part of it is so crucial and I think that can sometimes sound a bit scary when you're at the start of your career and you think I don't know anybody I don't work you know neither me nor Lisa had any connections to anybody in television um probably you were the same Liv but it's Mm -hmm. what it is is just keeping on keeping on keeping on till somebody gives you a chance and then realizing that's where your networking starts and really um really looking at it in that way when you meet people they can they can be, everybody can become part of your network if you um if you what's the word impress them in the time yeah, that you nurture it like Liv was saying of like mm. checking back in people yeah and I, you know I and that's something that you do throughout your career as well, isn't it? You're always sort of just keeping in touch with people, whether it's um, at networking events or, you know, just meeting up here and there for a for a coffee. And that's where ideas come from as well, isn't it? Because television is run on ideas and good ideas. Um, and I always find that those come about if you're talking to people. So you never know what might come out of a conversation. So um, it, it, it's... You know, I I suppose a lot of people in television are people, people, people as well. They get on with others. So um, I think that's one of the really fun things about working in this industry. And also you're left, you're kind of, you're left turn now to working in-house at English National Opera, which obviously is not a television company as such. I mean, you didn't know you were being interviewed for a job uh, at English National Opera when you were working there under the auspices of factory films <laughs> but it turned out that they spotted you so they yeah. right every opportunity every contact is an opportunity you never know which that's part of the um the annoyance in our industry but also the joy of it is that every there's opportunities absolutely everywhere um and the only way you make yourself available to them because you don't even know when you're having an opportunity in some ways is just to go into always um guns ablazing yeah, definitely. You you really, uh, and that's one of the exciting things as well about being in this industry is you never quite know what your next project is going to look like or what your next year is going to look like. And I certainly wouldn't have known that um, having worked on Anyone Can Sing and had, you know, four incredibly exciting and happy years um, working on and off with Factory Films that um, this would lead to building relationships with an opera company. They stole you from us. <laughs> And we want to be clear about that. But we don't mind. We don't mind because we loved you. Um, Right. Liv, can you help us, please? We wanted to, um, we end on top five tips for working as a producer. So number one. Number one, I would give as organisation. I think as a producer, because like I said, you're across so many different things 
if you're organized so you keep a contacts list of who you've spoken to um you keep a schedule so that you know what's happening when um and uh and you keep folders of things that you know recorded conversations or things that you need organization is always going to help you to do a really good job excellent tip number two number two i would say is being proactive and getting on with something um so um i've been very lucky to have you both as my bosses in the past um and so you've sort of empowered me to go out and um and do what i think is the right thing but i'll just sort of then I also know that you as you are busy as executive producers so I'll need to do something and then kind of distill it down to report back as to right this is what I've done and then if I've got a question raise my hand and say look could you just help me out with this thing and then often that kind of unlocks me being able to go away and and do more things but I think be proactive so that you're not being babysat the whole time and get on with things and then check in when it's the right time to make sure that everyone is aware of what you're of what you're doing you're um right using sort of your initiative and and pushing yourself a little bit sometimes is is a great one tip number three please tip number three I would say actually following on from that is communication um so something in my current role as a producer um in the opera company is that I'm working with a lot lot of different departments and 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 often in television you know you're working with your executive producer you're working with researcher assistant producers editors you're working with talent and so you're speaking to lots of people and I think if they if everyone knows what's going on if everyone knows what the plan is then everyone feels safer in their roles and they're able to get on with things a lot better so I think if you're a good communicator that can really help you in this role I think that's very good. Hmm. Tip number, are we on four? I love that you can never count up to five. (laughs) (laughs) I was so immersed. Do you know what I was thinking? I was thinking about communication and how I might not be very good at that because Ah. I remember when we were filming with the lovely Nicky Spence, who is an opera singer, Mm -hmm. um, he used to describe turning up for his call time and then he'll be like, and then I get kidnapped and I don't know where I'm going. But I'm put in a van and I'm taken somewhere to do something and I'm never quite sure what it is or where I'm going. And I just thought that made me laugh so much, the idea that we every morning would turn up at his house and kidnap him for a day spent doing something that was a sort of something of a mystery. So anyway. that's a bad example. Yeah, that <laughs> not being very communicative. Or him not reading the clues. Although it sometimes <laughs> makes for better TV if the presenter doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> also, they don't always read the information. Yeah. Still got to still still, give them the information. It, if they're not reading it, then I guess you have to think of some other way of communicating it. Anyway, <laughs> tip number four. My tip number four is watch TV and have ideas uh, and talk about your ideas. Um, so when you're watching a tv program try and have a think afterwards okay what did i like about that what didn't i like and you can break it down into elements you know was there a presenter what did you think of the presenter um you know what was the was there a format to the program so watch a lot of tv have a think about how it's put together and then uh, talk to people about your ideas because that is what is going to impress um senior people and they'll want you on board if, if they think that you've got a good idea you are right Liv and it's something I'm, st- I'm still addicted to I watch as much 
television is humanly possible um, mm. and, and and sometimes at double speed just to check those format points just to check the, the grammar of television mm. and how it's changing how it's adapting how it's moving on um, and that's for conversations we have with commissioners but if that's your business if this is what you want to do for a living then then know about it be curious learn about it and that is often something we find people do not do they do not watch television in a critical way, and it can be Love Island. It can be any. You know, it can be anything. There's no bad TV at all. If you're um, anyway, if you're just sort of trying to analyze why it is you're engaged about it and what how, what the producers doing here, you know what they're pulling together. So that's a great. And also to work out how do they do it. Like mm. we can see that there's like one location or five locations or a cast of five, a cast of fifty. You know. How did they pull that off? And if you're gonna, ha- if that's gonna be your job to make that stuff happen, then that's all really useful. Okay, tip number five, our final tip, Liv. My final one is just be friendly, <laughs> especially if you're right. starting out in television. Um, I think a smile can go a long way. Often people are working for really long hours in television. Um, you know, you might be outdoors and you might be a bit kind of soggy from the rain if you're filming in this country. If you're, you know, there, especially starting out in television and you're smiling and you're asking how people are um, and you're just being aware of your surroundings and being nice, then it's very likely that people will want to have you around on other shoots and people will want to work with you again. So, um just think about your the way you present yourself and just being a a nice person to have around. A, a brilliant one, Liv. And that's true. It's, it's, it's good energy. And it seems so obvious <laughs> that you think, gosh, everybody must do that. But as we know, no, some people are just a bit mis- misery pants. Aren't they? <laughs> yes. I don't want to work. We don't them. want them. We want you, Liv. <laughs> Look, thank you so yes, much. Yes, Liv. Thank you, you for having me. <laughs> uh, very, very interesting. Thank you for being um, so clear and articulate about the role of producer. Um, cheers and, and go off and you can go and produce something whatever your next big thing is thank you very much 